Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at tumbleweedhealthcenter.com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Still too loud, huh? All right, let's turn it down just a little bit and we'll say welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Hey, crap, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Go ahead and cook yourself. <laughs> hey, Studio Thieves, mind if I borrow some Christmas bells? Oh, man, for the bestie. All right, thank you. Oh, yeah, that's your cowboy hat. Try that one. <laughs> Is it? Oh, my God, it is. A little bit. All right. Well, welcome to Weeds Day Wednesday. We're trying on cowboy hats. And uh, getting ready to hang with you guys. All right. So, here we go. I think we're on. Are we on? This is so weird. It doesn't even show that I'm on my own show. Am I here? I don't know. Are you? One of those things. <laughs> it's kind of like acid. That would be fun. Shroom Day, Saturday. I like it. Could be a fun show. Oh my God, that would be eight hours of rambling. I think we'll do it. But not live. <laughs> Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. And Reggae Ryan, are you listening? All right, Reggae Ryan is on there in New York. That's not even New York, though. He's in Grand Island, so it's just New York, eh? <laughs> Basically in Canada. <laughs> All right, how's everybody doing out there? Let's see what's going on in the world. Um, you can scoot on over to Tumbleweeds Health Center. Broadway Boulevard, just scoot on over, ride your scooter, I don't care, but wear a helmet for crying out loud, if you're going to ride a scooter in this county, if you're going to be riding a motorcycle, you're going to get nailed if you're not careful, um, all right, 
So uh, come on down and get certified. Come down and get some hemp products. We've got some really cool new um, uh, CBD smokable products, smokable hemp products, uh, full spectrum. Uh, we've got some hash. <coughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, we've got keef. <coughs> yeah, that's magical stuff. CBD keef. Someone said the other day, what the heck's that for? I said, ultimate pain relief. <laughs> I just love those things. I like the little tiny brick. Um, we've got pre-roll, and now we're carrying Barbary um, pre-rolls with herbs. So you can just have yourself a little herbal plus herbal. <laughs> Um, slices, as uh, our toast refers to their little, really cool, fancy cigarettes as slices. Um, okay, so we just got notification that Cox Internet is in and out and all over the place. <gasps> so if we lose the show, we're just going to blame Cox. What is going on in the world? Tomorrow's Turkey Day, and uh, COVID's happening, and that's not a fun thing. <laughs> Cannabis Kid, where are you? What's going on in this week? Um, marijuana stuff, turkeys are happening. <laughs> Door barbecue, those big old things, those air, those fryers. What are those called? Those big cook fryer things that you throw them in. Um, yeah, it's a big deep fryer with all that oil because there was a whole, a whole thing there. A couple firemen <laughs> tossing turkeys in these things and showing what happens because people literally will just drop a turkey in this and it just goes poof and then you know that's it. They do. They they do. They blow houses up. They blow backyards up. They blow faces off. I mean, it's really a bad thing. <laughs> And that happens, and you don't even get your turkey. <laughs> Come all that way, no turkey. <laughs> so wrong. It's just one of those mornings. I don't even know where my readers are. I can't see anything. <laughs> May as well be a Monday. All right, let's see. Um, Prop 207 is already stopping AZ police from making arrests. No, it is not. That's a bunch of baloney. Let's read this crap. That's, uh, it, it, no, it, because it hasn't even started yet, you guys. <laughs> Law enforcement agencies in Gila County, the area northeast of Phoenix Metro, have been advised by the uh, attorney's office to stop charging people over the age of 21 for the possession of under one ounce of cannabis as of November 16th. Very interesting. Quote, <gasps> hmm. so, the logic seems to be that charging someone with something that will almost certainly be dismissed. Oh, here we go again. Did you hear that, folks? It was almost certainly. That's a definite maybe. Oh, my God. Hold on to your seat. It was, oh, it's a waste of time and effort. Sheriff Adam Shepard told the Payson Roundup, please. Payson, whose county has said we're not even going to have recreational marijuana. Arizona has 
first case to go from simple marijuana possession being a felony to it being legal. Now, this is azmarijuana.com, and it's not going to be legal by any means. It's just recreational. It's not legal. The Swift law reform has many county attorneys in Arizona ending marijuana arrests since the charges would likely be dismissed or expunged. (laughs) Okay, guys. Everybody hit the ball right now. (laughs) I'm likely getting high right now. Maybe. Yep. Could almost certainly, definitely maybe be dismissed or expunged <clears throat> when Prop 207 is implemented. You guys, I don't know who, they didn't read the proposition either, that's for sure. Anyway, they say voters approve 207 by 6040. Um, and uh, it says, uh, it will legalize and regulate the sale, possession, use of up to one ounce of marijuana for adults who are 21 or older. Dispensaries will be licensed by March 2021 to sell recreational marijuana. <laughs> we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? <laughs> They're going to try and make it for 420. We <laughs> have some things when we try to put the sales tax, everyone. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people are they are reading about this program and they're like, Oh hell no, I'm sticking medical and I and and they you know, they come and they ask, they say, Well what what's gonna happen? I said, Nothing. You're gonna have the best of both worlds if you see it that way. You'll be able to grow six plants and you have your medical card. So you'll have two and a half ounces, all the concentrates you want, all the protection you need from your employers, from your uh, landlords, from police. Uh, and you can go there wreck if you, you know, want to. <laughs> if you want to pay all that money. <laughs> oh, boy. They're going to get leftovers. <clears throat> um, and there, and, and, and it's just the thing. Um, you really, you should, ever, I hate the different shelves. This is top shelf. Why isn't it top shelf? Why are you serving something? It shouldn't be that way. Um, it doesn't say we have any callers from New York. Do we uh, want to check on Ray Ryan and see what's going on with it? Um, okay, so let's see here. But if you want to get your medical card and you're in Tucson, Arizona, or even if you're not in Tucson, Arizona, as we do tell them, because uh, it's because of Cox. <laughs> if you want a card and you have one of the conditions, something that isn't so boring, we can be certified under chronic, usually covers a whole lot like the dentistry. PTSD. Pain, including epilepsy, uh, HIV, agitation, climbers, which went to dementia, uh, cachexia, really nice. That's not 
syndrome to their including mobile. So yeah, it's not even letting me play the commercials here. It's uh, the whole program's messed up today. Oh, oh. Um, so are we here at all? I mean, you can't even. Can you hear me now? It's just choppy. Oh, okay. Can't even play. Let's let's try and direct connect. See what happens. We don't. They're trying to because it's ridiculous. Use my person, but we're going to also let's see what else is going on. Listen to that. We're dialing now. You can hear how it is to start your own show. It's going to say it appears you're calling back into a live show. show now. Oh, one. wow! Now maybe it appears we... that the host has already dialed into the show. <laughs> Only one host is allowed per show. Thank you for using. <laughs> Gotta love the internet. All right, so this is all a mess here. Okay, well, um, let's see. Let's do some more reading. What's going on? Medical marijuana patients are reporting reduced alcohol use. Judge Nix's lawsuit challenging cannabis deliveries in California. Let's see what that's about. California's Prop 64 was pretty messed up. People didn't like it. Uh, can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Oh, okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> apparently, some some things went wrong here. So let's see. In what could be a temporary victory for California's legal cannabis industry, a judge has dismissed a lawsuit that might, oh, that sought to overturn a state rule allowing home delivery statewide, even into communities that banned commercial marijuana sales. The court challenge raised a fundamental question in the nation's largest legal pot market. Where can you buy it? The state earlier ruled a license delivery can be made into, quote, any jurisdiction, quote, within California. <laughs> I wonder what they consider a jurisdiction. But a group of local government uh, behind the court challenge argued that the state was uh, usurping their authority to regulate marijuana sales with their borders. While the cities argued that the state rule, quote, remove local regulatory power, quote, Fresno County Superior Court Judge Rosemary McGuire agreed with the state that the regulation and local ordinance, quote, do not occupy the state rule. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, why do they have to write the laws like that? Why, why, why? All right. Well, let's see what else is going on in the world. Um, if you want to come down and try, I'll begin to talk about our splits, our blunts. They call them cigars. And cigars. Uh, come on down. They're rolled in organic hemp wraps as well. And they're they're eight.
hydrocarbon extraction uh, process. Sourced from some of Arizona's best material, both cured and live resin products are now available in limited quantities. Hayes uh, specializes in live and cured cannabis concentrates that provide connoisseur quality and an affordable price. Every product at Hayes is a third-party lab tested and transparent.
we were gone. I don't even know what we were doing. <laughs> All of a sudden, we just heard this like underwater. <laughs> and I guess uh, our blog talk team decided to go scuba diving and we'll up to see. <laughs> Um, what else is that? Oh, yeah, concentrates. We were discussing <laughs> we were discussing concentrates. And if you want to keep your concentrates, folks, you're going to have to stay in the medical program. Um, because it's not going to half a gram. Point five, kids. You won't even be able to, they're going to have to, oh, God, wastefulness again. They're going to have to make half gram packages or less of these things. There are, oh, God, this industry wastes so much. Finding a way to, that's it, you guys. We're going to make it happen. Can't even handle how wasteful it is to, um, all this packaging, that's just lame. Because you get, seriously, a half a gram, that's like, that's like not even a, just a tiny little poop of a piece of a hash. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's going to look like this. This is probably a half a gram, and they're going to have to get a package set. Look how it turned. Ooh, that's a good sign. It's going to be a good day. We're going to win the lottery. All right. Uh, we, we're not going to play a new video. There's a new video by Candy Cribs out there. You know who runs Candy Cribs, don't you? Nate from Growers House. Speaking of. Get on down, 36, 35, 36, 30, so how does it go, 36, 35 East 34th Street? Yeah, that's, that's the address, 36, 35 East 34th Street. Get on down there. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, com. they got all sorts of great sales. You can buy anything to start growing, apparently, whenever the heck they implement the program. Six um, plants. <clears throat> Thank you. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, 13th state. We're the 13th state. Lucky 13. What happened here? Okay. Oh, good things coming. Launches new high dose edibles in Arizona. Okay, so there's new concentrate. Ooh, those look yummy. These look like little brownie bites. Copper State Farms, a vertically integrated cannabis company based in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does that mean? What do you went in someone's back door? <laughs> vertically integrated. <laughs> it has announced the addition of high dose medical cannabis offerings <laughs> to its Good Things Coming edibles line. Good Things Coming is is the name of it. Good Things Coming. Okay, kind of awkward. Now available are their new pomegranate fruit jellies. Um, I don't know if that's a new or a boo. That sounds that sounds weird. In a 200 milligram THC package at 20 milligrams per square, and French chocolate brownie bites in 250 milligram THC packages at 50 milligrams a piece. And guess what, guys? If you're not in the medical program, you don't get to have that. You're limited to only 10 milligrams per square, and guess what? It doesn't come that way. <laughs> yeah, Arizona Medical Marijuana patients can purchase new products, but recreational patients cannot. You thought you were going to get some fun stuff, but you're not. Um, 
uh, at Soul Flower Dispensaries, S-O-L, uh, in Sun City and Tempe. Arizona patients can also contact their local dispensaries to see if they carry these products. Developed by chef and CEO Aaron Chamberlain, Good Things Coming, uses all natural gluten-free recipes and third-party lab-tested distillate from Copper State Farms, known for chef-driven flavors and fresh locally sourced ingredients, Good Things Coming uh, products are formulated to meet a variety of patient and dietary needs. Well, we decided to expand our offerings after listening to patient feedback and observing changes in buying behavior during the pandemic. The high-dose Good Things Coming products provide an alternative for patients who are spending more and shopping less often, as well as a counter to our microdose options, stated Chamberlain. Yeah, and that's the problem, because if you're in the recreational program, you get 10 milligrams per square, because it's going to be at square, it can't be in the shape of anything fun, <laughs> and then you get 100 milligrams total. So for someone like myself, I'd need 40 or 50 milligrams to even make a big effect on me, you know what I'm saying? But within within a package, you only get 100 milligrams. And that's it. You're done. Additional good things coming products line include lavender lemon drops, fruit jellies and mango chile, yuzu citrus, and berry cherry. Pomegranate fruit jellies and French chocolate brownie bites will continue to be available in 100 milligram THC with 10 milligram servings. You can send one to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Tucson, Arizona, 8578. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> are we still there? Can you hear me now? Are we live? Are we still? Are we still on? Okay. We haven't heard any submarines lately, so we're good. Okay. So check it out. Oh, you know what we like to check out is uh, High Times Magazine. We'll read probably another story for that, and then we're gonna have the Doug Fine story time. <laughs> All right. So you know. Um, Everybody, Oregon just legalized all of the drugs. Just all the drugs. I think we're moving. Or I think we should visit locally. <laughs> Write it off. It's a Wednesday, Wednesday road trip. I love it. Wednesday, Wednesday. We're actually finally going on the road 2021. The RV would be wearing a mask. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. California claims cannabis billboards have been displayed improperly. So all of California is claiming. <laughs> yeah, what is who's California? It's like they, you know, the five guys on the couch in Montana. They. California may soon crack down on billboards advertising cannabis. California just made a significant ruling that is bad for cannabis advertisers who favor the bill bad billboard format, but good for those who want to see more regulation. Apparently, officials have been allowing highway-facing billboards that should have been banned on the 2016 bill that legalized recreational cannabis. What? The ruling was <coughs> excuse me, made by <coughs> San Luis Obispo uh, County Superior Court Judge Ginger E. Garrett, who judged that the Bureau, <laughs> a judge judged, get it? <laughs> she couldn't have stated she judged. You know, I think I'm going to be a judge. That would be fun sitting up there judging. Be like, you know, you walk in the car. I, I really don't like your shoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just judging girls. <laughs> funny. Okay, laugh. Okay. <clears throat> of 
according to the ruling made in 2016, 4,315 miles of interstate highways have to be cannabis billboard free, including stretches of major roads like I-5 and I-80. The suit was brought up by Matthew Farmer, a California man who was worried about his teen and preteen seeing cannabis ads. Matt, I hate to tell you, your girls are already smoking weed. <laughs> if they're a teenager in California, they were doing it when they were non-drunk. Well, he remembered that in the proposition it said that there would be there would not be any advertising to children, quote, the ruling claims, quote, and that there specifically would not be advertising on interstate highways and the major state highways that get all the way to the border, like 101, quote. There is currently no set in own plan of how the state will respond against the billboards that are illegally displayed. Quote, we are reviewing the ruling and it remains to be seen what the next steps will be, quote, responded Alex Traverso of the State Bureau of Cannabis Control. Um, what? The reasoning dates back to 2016 when <clears throat> Prop 64 banned billboards anywhere within a 15-minute uh, radius of the border on any side. The idea was to stop marketing that could possibly reach those from out of state. This made voters concerned about an illicit trade feel better. Quote, the Bureau determined that a 15 mile radius was necessary and appropriate distance from the California border because it satisfies the intent of the statute while assuring that bureau licensees have an opportunity to advertise and market alongside interstate and state highways if they satisfy the identified radius limitations, state officials claimed, according to the court proceedings. Because this language was written into the original legalization of cannabis, it isn't easy to change. It can areas of advertising. It can be to a playground, a daycare, or a school. Additionally, while cannabis legalization is surely not going anywhere, those who were aware and seen as protecting which is a result of a lawsuit brought by a brave parent of two, is a tremendous victory for public health, said Kevin uh, Sabat, who co-founded Smart Approaches to Marijuana <laughs> and an opponent of Prop 64. <laughs> what the hell is a smart approach to marijuana? Oh, I know. Come on down. Eight East Broadway Smartly approach your weed with one of these um, <laughs> because you light it with your raw lighter that also doubles as, yes, when you take the tip off here, it doubles as a little uh, a roller, a joint roller. Um, and uh, it's all right. I'm not going to break it on there. Um, anyway, it helps you like you put your little paper in place and then you just light your stuff. Oh, yeah. So, oh, trust me. It, um the girls down at Tumbleweed Health Center figure this out. It's really nifty. Anyway, so you take your lighter and you light your hemp wick so that when you go to light your bong, um, you're not breathing in the butane.
underwear or this case that can apply on demographics. Here. Can we get to our no, we can't get to anything. I was gonna play our groovy song, but we might be able to do it this way. Um, but we're still gonna be live if we do it this way. Why 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 do all the programs have to change um all of the way they look and operate? Why? Just why? I don't know. <clears throat> no, my library. Oh my lord. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is how I roll at the camera. This is how I roll. Now, what's happening? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> this is a good morning. Can you hear it? Can you hear the music? I can't. I can just hear you. Okay, that's just fantastic because music's going. And let's just start it over. And if you're smart about things. Pharmaceutical prisons, I take those four major lobby groups and fight 
Those motherfuckers, they're making money day and night. All those motherfuckers, and bribing Congress out of sight. All those motherfuckers, they be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy. I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? And some marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits, and they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests. I call that getting swindled and pinched. Yeah, I call that getting tricked by the government. That law's hella old. So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control. Peak game, look into my political telescope. Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't. Not hella won't. King Obama, stop being a hypocrite. You used to smoke weed. I'm gonna smoke some weed. All I got $20 in my pocket. I'm on looking for a pot shop.
They even ward off scrutiny with one of those, this product has not been evaluated by the FDA and we make no health claims disclaimers. Since I have only one retail outlet among the three places that Hemp and Hemp has so far been marketed, my New Mexico food co-op, I can for now let these good folks attach their UPC label. I should say our UPC label, since I'm a co-op member. I met the mother of my children next to the produce aisle. The other places one can find hemp and hemp in these early days are at a spa on Maui and at my speaking events. That will change by 2021, at least that's plan A. Batch management and claim avoidance are just the start. I'm equally concerned about maintaining control of ingredients. I once did a radio news story about a local who was taking her regionally popular salsa to the big time. Her one complaint was, I'm forced to use facilities that only accept certain suppliers for my core ingredients. All of which is to say, once again, be careful what you wish for, hemp entrepreneurs. Between GMP quality control, FDA regulations, and payroll paperwork, even with your product ready to ship, you might find your dream job quickly becomes a real job. Still worth it, I thought watching my club soda decarboxylate from my plain seat. If designing labels and planning for inspections were not exactly what I thought I'd be doing with my life when cannabis became legal, neither was producing a fine Omega 963 balanced product. When it came to my own entrepreneurial effort, I just hoped that no matter when and how we took it to the next level, I'd still be in the field more often than not. More immediately, I was finally going to be able to call it a day. I thought about this with relish as the final flight banked toward Albuquerque. I detoured to Colorado for some research into hemp cooperatives after leaving Vermont. I'd shared trampoline jumping energy with the kids in exchange for their granting me some precious grown-up time with my sweetheart. Then I'd milk the goats and toss some hemp and hemp into the bath. I knew from experience that I'd barely hang my towel before I was ready for the dreamless. Health maintenance is so much better than any kind of recovery. Hmm. That's fine, guys. Chapter 11. Hemp keeps you thin. Huh. Gamma linolenic acid, GLA, known to affect vital metabolic roles in humans ranging from control of inflammation and vascular tone to initiation of contractions during childbirth. GLA has been found to alleviate psoriasis, atopic eczema, and nostalgia, and may also benefit cardiovascular, psychiatric, and immunological disorders. As much as 15% of the human population may benefit from addition of GLA to their diet. It is important to note that hemp is the only current natural food source of GLA, i.e. not requiring the consumption of extracted dietary supplements. Because of the extremely desirable fatty acid constitution of hemp seed oil, it is now being marketed as a dietary supplement. Ernest Small and David Marcus, hemp, a new crop with new uses for North America. Snacks? What kind of snacks? Are they good snacks? I want a snack. Hobbs. Calvin and Hobbs by Bill Watterson. 
Even when I'm on the road, not a day goes by when hemp seed is not in and on my body. I pack the liquid hemp in hemp in checked luggage for air travel, and I keep hemp hearts and cacao nibs on call in my carry-on. At home, I eat probably a solid cupful of hemp seed in some form most days, and it's in my human and goat kids' bellies by 8 a.m. But my diet is not yet typical. Many of us who are part of the early self-reinforcing hemp family bubble tend to think everybody on the planet is a day away from kicking wheat thins and switching to hemp seed. The reality, as we've discussed, is that 99% of North American homes have never popped open a hemp seed oil bottle or filled a bulk produce bag with hemp hearts, a deserving diet craze. So how do we spark the diet craze that will expand our acreage to where our climate needs it? In order to do its part in preventing humanity from tumbling over the climate precipice, hemp has to become a staple crop. That doesn't happen in energy-demanding Sensamia grow facilities. It happens on huge numbers of outdoor farms cultivating for food. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, hemp sequesters 14 metric tons of carbon per acre. How many acres represent a staple crop? Let's start with those 234.7 million acres American farmers currently devote to soy, corn, cotton, and wheat. If organic dioecious hemp acreage reaches that level, we'll be sequestering 3.29 billion metric tons of carbon. Not to overshoot or anything. We are speaking about a crop currently at 150,000 acres. Our goal might to run a bit beyond the 20-acre farms on which we've been focusing. Without a doubt, we are talking about quantity if we're trying to launch a healthy food renaissance. But 14 million farmers each cultivating 20 acres gets us there. That still only gets 4.6% of Americans farming. And those numbers come down when you reflect that in states like North Dakota, the average farm size is 1,238 acres. Roger Gushis's smallest contract farmer for his seed presses in the Peace Garden State grow 50 acres, a 50,000-pound seed contract by dry weight, but most are in the hundreds of acres. Make no mistake, farmers have the number one job in the regenerative economy. That's because agriculture, which today releases more carbon than all modes of transportation combined, will sequester the most carbon when regenerative modes become the norm. I envision one day flying in a solar-powered hemp-bodied plane over section upon section of hemp planted in a checkerboard pattern in rotation with other large-scale food and soil-building crops, all grown organically, all sequestering carbon, unbroken, horizon to horizon. About five years after we hit that target, while you're enjoying the cleaner air and water and stronger rural economy, don't forget to take some pleasure in watching all the pundits currently predicting CBD will be the largest long-term hemp sector quickly change their stories. That's good. That means climate change is being addressed. To literally seed the supply side, if I held the USDA purse strings or its equivalent in any nation, I would direct tons of energy, human power, and funding toward a digital age homesteading act that incentivizes a surge in independent hemp production and other soil building crops that provide healthy food. The idea fits seamlessly with all this talk of a Green New Deal. 
It also rebuilds rural communities while all the climate mitigating is underway. Incentivizing is a start, but the fact is, as I mentioned when relating the impact of my own family's wildfire jolt, we all probably require the single-minded refocusing of economic purpose that last occurred in the United States after Pearl Harbor was attacked in 1941 in order to achieve our goal of immediately transforming our agricultural economy into a regenerative one. Of course, pretty much everyone I meet across the planet who does not hold a public office or work for Monsanto or Syngenta seems to realize this is imperative. But no one wants to experience a collective climate-based shock. In this case, it would probably mean a major city sinking into the ocean. Even with incentives boosting supply, be consistent enduring markets for all these putative millions of acres of fantastic hemp and companion crops. Billions of people must crunch hemp food every day instead of today's mere millions. A couple of years back, I had an idea. As an author, I recognized that there are few better ways to guarantee a spot on a bestseller list than to capitalize on a diet fad. The list is always clogged with some secret to weight loss that is linked with a healthy, sexy future. Celery juice, the most powerful medicine of our time, healing millions worldwide, is dancing with the top 20 on Amazon right now. This kind of title used to cause me dismay, but I can't deny the genre moves units. As a survivor of the Atkins craze, I have memories of having to fight for my slices of bread at restaurants against significant moral opposition. Remembering the force of that diet fad, I think a decade later, that it would be cool if we early industry influencers rallied to establish hemp seed as the next diet craze, the next acai, the new paleo. I'm happy to write the diet book. It helps that hemp will make a legitimate health craze for a lot of reasons. From its ideal omega-963 ratios to magnesium levels difficult to find in vegan foods, but a lot of foods are healthy. Healthy alone isn't enough for the bestseller lists. The question I've been mulling is, for someone who has never eaten hemp seed or hemp seed oil, what one beneficial component of its impressive nutritive profile sets hemp apart from the field? What will make millions of people take their first bite? Once they do, I'm confident they will continue biting. Our friend Chad Rosen over at Victory Hemp Foods is an ideal fellow to talk to about this kind of thing. The 40-year-old Kentucky native started pressing hemp seed for a 100-acre contract with a farmer in 2015, and today says, I think I remember when a ton a day felt like a lot. Victory now presses three tons of oil per day. I called Chad early during my inquiries into this topic of launching hemp food into the big leagues. If his take didn't bring me down to earth slightly, it did educate me to ask the right questions. That's because Chad is not a cheerleader. Rather, he is one of the few U.S. folks, alongside Roger Gushis and a couple of others, who can speak as a real-world seed market veteran. I burst a lot of people's bubbles when I say that hemp has a big learning curve before it totally remakes the human diet, he admitted to me. Because we don't really know how folks eat it yet. A spoonful of hemp hearts in yogurt is not a major industry. I hear that, I said, spooning a tablespoon of hemp hearts into my yogurt. 
He added, will there be a dominant taste profile or many profiles? At the commodity level, there are advantages to consistency, although hemp's diversity can, of course, be an asset at the craft level. I understood his point. People don't even know what they mean or what they want when they speak about the taste of hemp seed. Most don't even know it's technically a nut. And here's another difference between hemp seed oil and other popular oils. You eat hemp seed oil raw. You don't cook with it. That's a learning curve for some customers. There you have it. 3T3L1 and your lipid neighborhood. <laughs> Chad's broader message is that hemp needs its hook. We have truth on our side, sure. We've already got our fellow label readers, our fellow co-op shoppers. You can always find hemp hearts, hemp cereal, and hemp energy bars at Whole Foods. But if we're talking about significantly displacing corn and soy with organic hemp, as a human and non-human food staple, how do we get there? How does hemp come to mean something as pervasive as, and let us pray, even longer lasting than Atkins? What, I still wondered, be that bestseller's title? I discovered the answer in January 2018 on a volcanic rock 3,700 miles west of the Funky Butte Ranch. It happened at one of the tea ceremonies Professor Ching X. Lee, Ph.D., Ching to his friends, was always holding in his offices in the Department of Molecular Biosciences at the University of Hawaii, Manoa. Really good white tea, too. It came loose in beautifully painted tin containers with calligraphic labels. Ching, biochemist, renaissance man, and one of the true nice guys of this world, like to shoot the breeze in this kind of Pacific Rim salon setting. When I was on island for field visits during the research collaboration with the university, I would join project coordinator Heidel on Honolulu's supply runs. As with Colville in 2017, the Hawaii Project Genetics lived in a DEA-supported locker, in this case a locked fridge down the hallway from Ching's office. 3T3L1, my favorite academic, said at one of these teas, setting down his enamel cup and writing the sequence on the dry erase board beside the break room table piled high with back issues of light reading like the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry and Annual Review of Chemical and Biomolecular Engineering. This is a typical lipid cell used in an obesity study we looked at the impact of a hemp diet on it. He returned to the table and casually refilled our glasses as though he weren't about to drop a piece of potentially humanity-altering research he had been quietly conducting in paradise. I mean, if this work comes to fruition, it might alter the very shape of the human form. You are skinnier than me, Ching continued, elbowing me impishly. We're equally thin. Not because your fat cells are fewer, it's because you have less lipid in each of your cells. I have a few more cell blocks in my lipid neighborhood. You might want to be sitting down for this next part. Ching, stressing that his research is at a very early stage, said that when hemp is part of a diet, it looks like the 3T3L1 cells are inhibited. They appear to stay smaller. Ching's preliminary research indicates that a hemp diet plays a role in combating obesity. I realized in a flash that the diet craze book title is, of course, The 3T3L1 Diet, 
Hemp keeps you thin. That research made me interested enough in industrial hemp to want to grow it in the field, Ching went on, breaking out the chocolate wafers that would soon be fighting with my hemp seed breakfast over the girth of my lipid cells. Because the promise is there, I'm willing to spend extra effort to do more studies. Hemp keeps you thin. You know, in conjunction with exercise, a comprehensively healthy diet, and genetic good fortune. We now possess in fat cell blocking the ultimate diet hook. And the best part is when the craze hits, it may do some real good for farmers and customers. I now frequently envision hundreds of millions of people getting visibly thinner over six months or however long by adding a delicious superfood to their waffles. I see how to get there. Heck, diet books were the rage even before the current obesity and diabetes epidemics. Back when folks only thought they were overweight because TV and diet books told them they were. Now they really are. And food-related health issues are among the most serious and pervasive problems facing the species. That again, as we... All right, folks, that was Doug Fine, American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade. Get it online. You can get it on the Amazon. Where do you get this one? Uh, DougFine.com. <clears throat> Just get it. Dougie Fine. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday today. Don't forget, it's almost Christmas. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be happy for the loved ones you have in your life. And smoke a ton of weed, people. Just do it because you need it. And sorry, I can't even get to my laugh track right now or any track right now because it's just basically a darn Monday today, is it not? Feels like it anyway. Oh, Monday. Oh, Monday. Happy Weed Day Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Smoke a lot of weed. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate everybody about marijuana.